Welcome to another Sorry I Offended You rant with Brandon Marshall. Today I want to talk about conspiracy theories, chest feeding, fucking Dr. Seuss. Um, Not literally fucking Dr. Seuss, but like fucking as an adjective for anyone who were confused about that. Um, Everything. Everything that goes on with like, uh, you know, people's fear of censorship, people's fear of uh, people like turning into uh, transhumanism robots or whatever the fuck people are talking about. Um, I've seen sides of this and I want to say shout out to Sean Barnett for making a very great post uh, today. I want to give a shout out to Jacqueline Holmes for speaking about some of the conspiracy stuff in her, in her, I think it was in the Patreon I think, you know, her private group. I think she does Patreon, though. Because um, I want to talk about this. For the past year, and even longer, but definitely this past year, we get so caught up in conspiracy theories and, um, you know, what's going on in government. Like, right now, what's going on in government is this sort of battle between trans rights and women's rights and the fear of trans rights impeding on women's rights and there's so much to talk about (laughs) and I also want to say that I promote the freedom of information because the freedom of discussing things and the freedom of information and nuance is a big thing about this too so first and foremost I want to say this Um, about the whole battle between women's rights and trans rights. We really need to understand that everybody is coming through with their own experience and good intentions. And there's a fear on each side of somebody losing out on something. And we need to be able to have a nuanced conversation, right? So I've seen trans friends talk about, you know, like... They want to be respected in society, and that shouldn't be something that is earned, right? Um, And I fully stand with that. I've seen women friends and conservative friends and and a lot of different people talk about the fear of um, women's sports being violated in a way where, um, you know, somebody who was born as a man can play women's sports and then dominate that sport and that's a legitimate concern that's it that's science like i've seen another person comment saying some shit like uh you know you should do it by weight and height and that's not fucking true that's not true at all because there someone who's born a man is built differently than someone who is born a woman me as a somewhere around 200 pound man if i'm in like a contact sport with a, a 300 pound woman that is taller than me there's still a high chance of me being able to dominate her in that sport right so it would be unfair so i think like so many of us we get caught up in our feelings of like being righteous or instead of speaking nuance we go on to these labels like just because somebody brings up their concern about trans people playing in female only sports or women only sports um doesn't mean they're transphobic it means that they have a concern 
about their daughters or um, themselves being able to play in those sports. And I find this argument very interesting because this is a unique time where, you know, normally probably many women, because many women do have the compassion to be like, hey, you know, like I want, I want there to be individual rights. Um, this is a unique time where I, I think I've seen like a lot of women stand up um, to the woke culture. And that's like an entirely different thing. Like wokeism is like defending any type of marginalized group. But sometimes I feel like they pimp it out to their own benefit or for their own self-righteousness, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. Um, But there's a lot of nuance in this conversation. And in a thread that my friend posted, there was actually a lot of learning. Um, This was a thread about chest feeding, right? And there was actually a lot of educational material Um, in that thread from trans people explaining what the meaning is and also explaining that um, conservative outlets are using the, the, the idea of chest feeding and women's losing rights as a threat to turn people against each other. And I think that needs to be considered as well. Like every, every type of media that you listen to needs to be considered of what manipulation is happening. And I'm going to go into that too in this um, relatively probably short rant that probably shouldn't be, um, that probably needs more to be talked about. But there was conscious conversation and the woman who made a post about chest feeding and first was kind of like upset at the fact because she saw other women talking about like them replacing breastfeeding and to her that was like taking something away from her. Um, and then there was clarification in that post saying that no, we just want to add more inclusive language instead of just breast, you know, so um, instead of just breastfeeding. So she was learning in that thread and there was a lot of valuable conversation and nuance in that thread. I learned from that thread, that comment thread. And I also stood up for um, her and other people. And the reason why I stand up to the woke people who bully, but then um, pretend that they're educating and doing right for humanity is because I do think that wokeism is a form of bullying or cancel culture is a form of bullying and a very traumatizing type of action, um, even to the lengths of doxing people and, and going out of your way to ruin people's lives. I think this is something that goes unchecked a lot. And I'm willing to risk being labeled as a homophobe or a transphobe or a racist or whatever the fuck else somebody wants to call me, a xenophobe, xenophobe. Um, like, just like, I don't, like... I've gotten to the point where I'm authentic behind the scenes and in public and I'm willing to have the nuanced conversation and I'm willing to defend myself and I'm willing to educate myself and be open to learning to the point where I don't really give a fuck what people call me. Um, And I also think that when people do give a fuck about what people call them and people weaponize these terms that creates more racism and transphobia and whatever else type of hatred in the world. Because then you have people operating on trying to perform and trying to save their image rather than operating as good people. So anyway, 
my whole argument about that thread itself is there was valuable conversation in that thread and trans people um, voicing out their experience. But and, and it was still a valuable thread, but it also was sabotaged in a way by some of the chaos. And there were some people who were ignorant to um, trans people and, and things like that. So there were people saying ignorant things on both sides of the, the spectrum here. Um, but there was also woke people in there as well that were so committed to not having a nuanced conversation and to labeling people as transphobes more than they were committed to actually having a nuanced conversation and finding unity and togetherness and solutions, right? And that is my fucking problem with wokeism is that even when there is a nuanced conversation, when there's even an opportunity to learning, um, they still go out of their way to label somebody a horrible label and make an enemy rather than embracing the nuance of the conversation and learning and evolving as a society. Um, so that's one thing. And that kind of brings me back to the conspiracy theories and the other things I wanted to talk about. The cancellation of Dr. Seuss. Whenever something comes up like this, there's going to be two extreme arguments. And it's often very binary. And it's like, we need to learn. And it's funny, like, okay, someone has their car alarm going off. What the hell? Like, stop. Stop all that noise. Obviously, I'm in my car. I got to do the car rant. Hey. All right. Turn your alarm off, dude. Um, so, you know, ironically, we're talking about um, not making gender binary, but people are so stuck on making their thought process and opinions very binary. And um, maybe we should see opinions as a spectrum as well. Um, and that would really help us to have... Uh, more constructive conversation. But I also want to say that in a way of like the way that you take on things. Um, Because I think there's some good stuff in free information and being a truther, um, seeing the risk of vaccines and seeing, you know, like seeing like different sides outside the mainstream narrative. But any type of narrative can draw you out of your power and... um, really have you in a fear-based place off of something off of the worst case scenario even if the worst case scenario is not going to happen or has you feeding into the timeline of the worst case scenario when in actuality it would be more productive to be in the present moment and not think of the worst case scenario and you know you can take some conspiracy conspiracies like I've known some people who would send me these conspiracy things about transhumanism and and trying to make humans into robots or some shit. And it's like, or freaking out about 5G. And I'm not trying to say that that shouldn't be a concern at all. But what I am saying is, is we're taking the worst case scenario or, or we're taking any piece of information and labeling it as fact. So it's like bringing back to a conspiracy theory. And I don't mean conspiracy theory as an insult or saying that someone is a conspiracy theorist as a negative thing. But taking the term and understanding that a lot of things are a theory. And, you know, if I were talking to the woke side of the spectrum of people who are anti-conspiracy theory and say it's some alt-right shit, I would say this. It's like 
well, it's a theory, right? That doesn't mean that you have to pick that it's absolutely true or not, but it's a piece of information that's being presented to you and something to consider. Because just because something is labeled a conspiracy theory doesn't automatically make it wrong or untrue. And sometimes there's a lot of things that do become true. And then what I would say to the you know people who are really down the rabbit hole, I would say take a step back and understand that this is also a theory and it's easy to be drawn in to some really worst case scenario and dark shit that could potentially happen or maybe not even will happen and then freak out about it in the present moment. Because there's a lot of people on both sides, like let's say people who've been listening to mainstream news and people who have been down in the rabbit hole of conspiracies, there's been people on both sides, uh, especially the last year in 2020, that had been in a fear-based place. And there were times where I was in a fear-based place. But if I remain in that fear-based place, there was lots of gifts and, and amazing things that happened in my life, like moving into a new home and, and um, you know, being in my relationship with Rebecca, working with some amazing clients that I would have missed out on if I wasn't in the present moment. And maybe there are moments where I did miss out on or I didn't like uh, milk. <laughs> the, I always find it, the idea of milking and, and appreciation, like Esther Hicks says, uh, kind of like a funny term. But there's like things that I could appreciate and milk that energy that maybe I didn't because I was so caught up into the what ifs. And I think we all get caught up in that in, in one aspect or another. So that's the thing. And then going into the Dr. Seuss shit that's happening right now. Um, you know, they censored four books, I think. Or they, they, they didn't include books. Or even the Mr. Potato Head, right? And I'm not sure the whole Mr. Potato Head story. But like... You know, they took away some books for kids to read. And I don't even know if they fully banned those books. I would have to look that up. Um, And then the Mr. Potato Head thing. They actually changed the name of the company. They didn't take actual Mr. Potato Head away. And I'm not sure if they made a shift because of the pushback. But as of right now, from what I know, there's still a Mr. Potato Head. But like, you know... Someone maybe on the more conservative side might freak out and say they're trying to censor everything. Blah. And 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 definitely I've seen some of that in the agenda, right? It's not I'm not trying to gaslight that experience or say that um there is no censoring or there is no um you know manipulative maybe even demonic forces out there. But I just wanted really highlight the importance of remembering to center yourself when there's all this information going on. Because I truly do believe that we're in, in a psychological war where people are battling over the minds of others. And, you know, you may relate to one side more than the other. To me personally, I don't, I don't view myself as somebody who obeys a political party. But um, conservative views have been something relating to me more lately because just because of the fact that I do 
think there's something strange and off about the mask regulations and closing down businesses and the censorship call-out culture. So naturally, I will be pulled to some of the conservative arguments. But with that being said, that does not mean for me to blindly follow um, everything a conservative says. That doesn't mean for me, you know, I, I probably lean more on the spectrum of conspiracy but that doesn't mean for me to get lost into the rabbit holes, right? So I just wanted to say that for all of you to keep your peace of mind and stay grounded. And also notice when you fall into the tribalism of demonizing another side. Because in every argument, you know, the um, trans rights versus women's rights, um, and really it doesn't have to be either or. If we're really, but for some reason, um, whether it's a left's manipulation or the right's manipulation or a little bit of both, we've come to this crossroads where it's become this battle between women and trans people. Um, and that's not necessarily true. You know, there's a lot of, you know, women and trans people who, uh, like get along and don't fall into that narrative, but it feels like that's the narrative that's trying to be painted but, you know, just notice when you fall into that tribalism and taking a step back. And I truly feel that nuance is much needed in this society and conversation is much needed and not resorting to the labels or the assumptions because most people that end up in these discussions aren't raging transphobe, homophobes or racist or whatever the fuck. Um, labels or they're not like total sheep or mindless zombies or whatever. It's just that people are reacting from their own upbringing, their own identities, their own traumas, and um, the political leanings that they've either adopted in their childhood or as they grew up. And they're, you know, they're, and there's also the media that has us fighting from a place of survival and um, feeling like our safety is being violated in, in some sort of way or our freedom. You know, it's like you look at the mask versus a no mask thing, which doesn't have to be those two extremes, but you have a no mask person that is afraid of losing freedoms and our safety being, um, being very compromised in the future. And then you have the masked people who are fighting over safety and feeling like the maskless people are reckless and, Really, like anything, I think the argument falls somewhere in between. Like there's a balance that's needed. If if one argument went off the rails completely and totally, there might be an issue there. So anyway, just wanted to say that today in this rant. Um, remember to ground yourself. Remember to take a step back when you feel like you fall into the us versus them narrative or the extremes or the tribalism and all that stuff. And um I really do believe the answer is always being grounded in appreciation and love and and remembering that, uh, you know, re remembering to step back from those identities or the boxes that we end up being placed in. So that's my rant for the day. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Also, I'm, I'm punching in right here for a, a call to action because I forgot. Right now, I am offering six weeks of one-on-one support, Voxer, unlimited Voxer support. Um, 
private message me if you've been wanting to work with me personally. This is an awesome opportunity to get a taste of what it's like to work with me one-on-one. Um, it's at an amazing rate in my eyes for a one-on-one type of coaching at 2.5K. Message me on Instagram or Facebook. And really, if you've been resonating with this podcast or, or you know, you've been wanting to step out more in your authentic self-expression in your business and your marketing, um, this is definitely the, the service for you. What I help my clients do is I really help them ease their nervous system when it comes to marketing and business uh, and showing up with the boundaries and, and really addressing the inner work and the energy around what's impacting them in their business. Because really, our upbringing has a big thing to do with it, our boundaries um, and how we relate when we're into flight or fight. So it's like really about shifting the nervous system and shifting the energy. So you are aligning with your soul fuck yes clients and and you're embracing visibility and ironing out all the things that have you subconsciously preventing visibility. Why do I say it like that? Visibility. (laughs) It's like I have to emphasize the T's because I'm from Baltimore and that's how we say Baltimore, like Baltimore. So now I like try to say the T's very, I try to cross my T's extra. So anyway, private message me if that interests you and thank you for listening once again.